church. How exciting! Isn't God good? Yeah. And do you know what? I didn't. Um, we 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 didn't necessarily plan this together. The the what what I was going to speak on today, or um, the the announcement and the two things tying in. But um, just believe that it is of God now, and it's and it's so exciting. I wonder today is your joy full? I wonder today is your joy dictated by your circumstance? Or is it dictated by your saviour? I wonder today, do you know and experience full joy in your life? Do you know what that looks like? Do, do you know what that, what that feels like? We don't like the word feels sometimes, but there's, there's a truth aspect to joy as well. And we're going to get through that as we get, as we get to God's word together. But yeah, I, I wonder today, is your joy full? And you know, if you know Christ as your personal saviour today, if you have been saved, if you've committed your life to Christ, if you are a Christian or whatever terminology you want to, want to use, if you're sold out, I, I just sometimes wonder, how, how could we not? How could we not be joyful in light of what has been done for us? And in light of what we have to look ahead to church. And I don't just mean double services. And here double services is amazing. And how exciting is it to be a part of a church that God is so actively moving in. But I mean even further than that again. and, And your promise of eternity. Is that where your joy comes from? And, and I was even thinking about this in, in light of tonight's service as well. When I was standing there and thinking like, tonight we're praying for healing. Tonight we're praying that people would be healed. And do you know what? Maybe somebody are in, some people are in difficult seasons right now. And, and their circumstances might not be ideal. Or even, even that phrase, it, it might be under playing it. You know, some people are in really difficult circumstances and seasons and, and maybe you just feel like your, your joy, it isn't full. And, and that is understandable and tonight we're going to pray for you. But I hope that you can take joy in knowing that God can heal you. That God can change your circumstance. I hope that even in the midst of your suffering or the trial that you're going through, that you know that God is with you and his Holy Spirit is within you. And that's where you get your joy from. That's what it means to be full of joy, to be joyful for our joy to be full, to be certain and confident in Christ church, to know that we are his I wonder if you've ever been stuck anywhere. Have you ever had that experience? The, the, the classic one that people think of is stuck in an elevator. I've never been stuck in an elevator, thankfully, but I imagine that's a scary situation and you're pressing that alarm and you're hoping that that button does something because if it doesn't do anything, then you're in trouble. I wonder if you've ever been stuck in that kind of situation or, or that moment when... I don't know, like you're in a room that requires a key card or it has a key and you turn the key and it doesn't work and, and your heart sinks and you're like, oh no, I'm stuck. Or you're in, you're in the car and you've parked somewhere dodgy and I see you're parking out there, I know some of you do that. So you park somewhere dodgy and the next thing you get in and you put the foot down and the wheels start turning and the muck starts flying, you're like, oh no, I'm stuck. 
or even, or even in the car, and maybe you don't even get there, you, you put the key in and you turn it, and, and just stops. And you're like, oh no, do you ever get that feeling? Your heart sinks, and you know I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And, and when you're in those situations, you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I can't move from where I am. Can I encourage you, do not be still in your stuck state. Do not be still in your stuck state. Understand that once we were all stuck, we were stuck in sin. We did not have a way out except for the only way. See, once we were all stuck, once we were all stuck in our sin, And then Christ came, he delivers us from our sin, he rescues us, he gives us the key to open that door, he gets us moving in the right direction, all of a sudden we're no longer stuck, but church we are full of joy. Christ has saved you today. If you know him as your personal saviour. You are no longer stuck in your sin. You've been delivered and you are free and you are moving with Christ. And I hope that in whatever season you are in, whether it be the good or the bad, the high or the low, would you remember that? Remember who is with you. Remember if you're on the mountain who has sent you there. Remember when you're in the valley who carries you there, who is with you there. Would you be full of joy today? Church, do you know that joy and Jesus go together? Do you know that joy and God's people go together? Do you know that even joy and trials go together? Let's begin to look at that today. And the the first thing that we want to talk about is what is the joy of the Lord, and we're going to begin to look at a few verses from the New Testament that are going to describe this much better than I can. But just allow me to give you this as a quick example the joy of the Lord is the gladness of heart that comes from knowing God, abiding in Christ, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll notice that none of that. None of that talks about the circumstance that you're in. None of that talks about the things that you have materially. But the joy of the Lord is being glad in your heart because you know God, because you abide in Christ, and because you are filled with his Holy Spirit. And see, today, if you haven't made that decision, well, I encourage you, do not wait to experience this joy, to be delivered from your stuck state. Don't be still in your stuck state, but allow God to work in your life because church, Jesus and joy most certainly go together. There is joy in knowing Jesus. And in Luke 2 verse 10, when Jesus was born, the angel and the angels announced good news of great joy. All who find Jesus know, with the shepherds in the nativity, the joy that he brings. If you know Jesus, then you know that joy. Even before his birth, Jesus had brought joy. And and we see that as as attested to in Mary's song in Luke chapter 1. And by the response when... when, 
to hearing Mary's voice and the baby leaps for joy in his mother's womb. There is joy in knowing Jesus. And there is most certainly joy in Jesus' ministry. There is most certainly joy in his ministry. It says there, the Son of Man has come eating and drinking. And you say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. That might seem like a strange verse to share in light of joy. But let me, let me um, help us to understand. Jesus exemplified joy in his ministry and in his life. He wasn't just this miserable Christian that sometimes we experience, sometimes we meet those people who are trapped in religion, who are miserable Christians. Jesus wasn't that. Rather, his, his enemies, those who were against him, actually accused him of being too joyful on occasion. They actually looked at how Christ was living his life and they're like, what are you doing? Catch yourself on. You need to be more serious about this. You need to be more serious about this. As if, as if knowing God and being obedient to him and joy can't go together. Nonsense. Rubbish. They're intrinsically linked. Christ's enemies accuse him of being too joyful. And Jesus describes himself as a bridegroom enjoying a wedding feast. Christ's ministry was centered, it was centered on joy. There is joy in the spirit, church. And it says here in Luke 10, 21, in that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. And this rejoicing, it ultimately came from knowing God was carrying out his own will. Church, whatever your season, whatever your circumstance, take joy in the fact that God is carrying out his will. Be joyful that you are within the will of God. Take joy in the fact that you know God and know that his will is at work. And Christ describes his joy and our joy. It says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This isn't the first time that Christ talks about full joy. And in this passage, he speaks of my joy or his own joy. And, and there he also speaks of our joy, the joy of his disciples, and his desire that our joy would be full. But it mentions full joy again later on in the next chapter of John. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Your joy will be full in asking, in knowing God, and knowing that whatever you receive, or sometimes even we, we receive in the fact that God doesn't give us what we ask for too, to be joyful in the fact that he is working out his will in your life. Joy is reflected in so many of Jesus' parables. And 
we read in Luke as we read from earlier, but Luke chapter 15, um, there's these three stories that are mentioned. And, and again, um, this, this idea of joy, is, it's represented in all of them. And in Luke 15, which mentions rejoicing in the presence of angels, and it ends with a joyful shepherd, it ends with a joyful woman, and it ends with a joyful father. Go and read Luke 15. Circumstances, people are lost, and then they are found. They are stuck, and then they are set free. And in that church, there is joy. Did you know that joy is the serious business of heaven? C.S. Lewis. Joy is the serious business of heaven. That, that this this is something that Christ was serious about, that he wanted us to experience. And, and when it says there, the joy is the serious business of heaven. Well, see, the, see that, that word there, heaven. That, the joy that we experience is from heaven. It is beyond whatever else you can experience in this earth. And church, that is serious. That is serious business. That we know the joy of heaven today. That no matter what we are experiencing, no matter what troubles are coming our way, that we know joy. And I said at the start, joy and God's people most certainly go together. And again, we read in God's word, Nehemiah 8 and verse 10. Do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. If, are you grieved? Are you in the midst of trouble? Are you in a season of trial? The joy of the Lord be your strength. Would it be your strength in knowing God? And I hope tonight that you allow us to pray for you. And in whatever season that you're in, that God's, that God's hand of deliverance would be upon you. That God would be working in that. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength in times of trouble, in the grieving, in the trial, in the valley. Would the joy of the Lord, joy of the Lord, be our strength. And church, when we're looking at the church itself, joy in God's people, God's people, the church, the early church was characterized by joy, characterized by gladness as well. We look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 46, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts within them. Within them, they were glad. Within them, they were generous. It was from their heart. The early church was characterized by gladness and characterized by the joy of the Lord. Acts 13, 52, moving on there. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The early church was characterized by gladness, by generosity, and by joy. Those things should not have changed, church. Do people know you as joyful? 
If they know that you are God's, if they know that you are Christian, I hope they know you as joyful. I hope that they, that they experience joy simply being with you. I'm not saying that we all have to be on it all the time. I'm not saying that we all have to be bouncing 24 7. That's not in some of our natures. But there's joy in gentleness too, there's joy in kindness. And, and it's different than that of the world. I hope that when people are with you, that they experience, that they, they begin to see the joy of the Lord and what it can do. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy in the Holy Spirit, church, that's a distinguishing mark of the kingdom of God. What marks the kingdom of God? Joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit should mean that we are filled with joy. Those who are part of the kingdom share in the kingdom's delight. Joy is part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's something that if we know Christ as our Savior, when we have the Holy Spirit within us, all of us, we are capable of experiencing true and full joy in every season. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. In Christ the believer is filled with an inexpressible joy. Filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. It's, it's just, it's so beyond. Do you understand what I mean by that church? It's just so out there. It is just so of heaven to know Christ, to know Jesus, and to experience full joy. Inexpressible is what the Bible describes it as. Francis Chan says, and we're, we're going to talk about joy and trials here, so allow me to begin with this. The Bible teaches that true joy is formed in the midst of the difficult seasons of life. That's, that's hard to wrap our head around. And it is, I get that, when, when you're experiencing the toughest moments in life, how in turn can you then experience joy? Well, allow us again to turn to the word of God, but can I begin by telling you that joy and trials, because of its supernatural origin, because of where joy comes from, the joy of the Lord, our gladness of heart, it's present even through the trials of life, even through the difficult moments of life. It says there, I give them eternal life and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Pay attention to that there, church. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. We know that we are children of God, and no one, no, no person, 
Nothing can snatch us away from him. No one person who hurts, who comes against us, who is determined to steal or kill or to destroy, no one, no one can steal us from God. No one can snatch us from his hand. And and can I go further and say that no one person, because the Holy Spirit is within you, no one person can steal your joy. Rely on God. Know that his spirit is within you. And know that no one can steal your joy. We are heirs to an inheritance that is imperishable, that is undefiled and unfading. And no one can steal it from us. As we were saying at the beginning of this, know that what we are to inherit, what is to come, it's not going anywhere. It's, it's imperishable. It's not going to run out. What, what we have to come is always coming. It's undefiled and it's unfading. It's kept in heaven for us, church. Kept in heaven for us, our inheritance. And we are heirs to that. We will have that. We will experience it. And we see the author and the finisher of our faith. And, and it says here, I'm going to fire on to Hebrews 12 too. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Church, we see here the founder, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. We see him. And we let, we let the enemy rage on. But we know who has the victory. It's already written there, church. We already know. Take heart in the knowing. Knowing that victory has been won by him who is the finisher. Who is the finisher of our faith. Church. I would like you to know that difficult circumstances, instead of hindering our faith, can actually enhance our joy. It's our perspective and how we walk through these moments of life. That's going to that's gonna dictate your state. It's going to dictate your joy. We have a victory in faith that overcomes the world. The joy of the Lord is our strength. These are all things that we have heard. And, and we read of multiple accounts in the Bible. In the New Testament, we read of Paul and Silas who knew adversity as they sat with their feet bound in a Philippian jail cell. Their rights had been violated. They had been arrested without cause. They had been beaten without trial. And at midnight, since they couldn't sleep, what did they do? Bound by chains. Victims of unfair justice. They sang loudly. They sang loudly the praises of the Lord. Because even in their trials... 
even in their chains, they were serving God and he was still worthy to be praised. Worthy of it all, church. And what would soon follow is a miracle. What would soon follow is a miracle. God would deliver them. And the apostles in Jerusalem again arrested, ordered not to preach in Jesus' name. The second time they faced court, they were beaten, unfazed, they returned home. And Acts 5 tells us that they rejoiced. Rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering for his name. And what were they ready to do? Even facing court, even having been arrested, they were ready to preach again the name of the Lord. Know that even when you're in chains, even when you're in cuffs, and even when it feels that you're stuck, The joy of the Lord is your strength and he is still worthy to be praised. Know that in whatever circumstance you're in, whatever cell you find yourself in, whatever moment or season of life that is troubling you, know what you are to inherit. Know whose you you are. Because we follow the example of our Lord, of our Lord who we read there, had the joy set before him. Who had joy set before him. The joy of the Lord, we've heard it described as inexplicable to the one who doesn't possess it. But for, for us, the believers in Jesus, the joy of the Lord, it comes naturally to us. It's a fruit. As we abide in Christ, We are full of his strength and durability and the fruit that we produce, including joy, it is his doing. Know that in your trials and in your circumstances, in the difficult seasons of life, that you can still produce joy and that is because of God. That's because of the Holy Spirit within you. What an exciting season that we are in as a church Exciting things are coming. Difficult times will still be coming. But what do we inherit? What do we hold on to? Whose are we? What's the word that we have to preach? What is the message that we have to share, church? These are the things that don't change. And no matter what the future looks like here in heaven, it is absolutely glorious. Amen? Amen. Church, allow me to pray as the worship team come. Lord, we thank you for joy that is inexpressible. Thank you for an inheritance that is unfading and undefiled. God, thank you that we are found in you. Thank you that we are full of your spirit. And God, as we go out to the world, would you, would you help us, help us to be reminded and to remind others where our strength comes from. God, thank you that we are strong because we are in you. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for truth. Lord, we pray that today you will have been blessed as you have blessed us. In your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen.